0: And I am live, guys. Uh, so this is a podcast from Around Detroit Sports. I'm your host, Tom Steinman. This is, I have this on a live stream, but this is also going to go to the podcast for those who follow the podcast on uh, iTunes and Spotify, Stitcher, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, today, I am not going to have a guest on. I'm just going to focus uh, more solely on sports. Um Still, I know there's things going around around the world, and you need to keep attention to that. Uh, I am worried about like unemployment, the eviction mematorium coming up, stuff like that. Uh, so I hope everyone's careful out there. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I am excited baseball is back. Uh, I'm wearing my lucky Expos hat, my fantasy team uh, that I support, uh, back-to-back tramps. Um, I, I like baseball. I've been uh, really excited for this year so far after two days. Uh, I've been live streaming me just watching the games hanging out with people uh, that's been a lot of fun and uh, I've been playing uh, daily fantasy baseball I've been excited about that because uh, I did pretty well at that last year and I had a decent day yesterday I, did, I picked uh, picked guys I'll, I'll talk about that who I'm picking for today so if you are um, looking at this live you maybe you can get you can uh, write me any questions your fantasy questions for today maybe some we're gonna talk about bats teams that i like uh i'm excited about baseball and i'm really excited that the tigers won yesterday's game uh if you do not watch saturday's game and friday's game well friday they got beat pretty handedly uh our ace went out there matt boyd he didn't pitch too well uh couldn't find the strike zone had a hard time early on in front of the strike zone uh hit a couple batters including DeCastellanos, and uh just lost seven one didn't look well and the next day we had to go against another good pitcher, Luis Castillo for the Reds. And uh, we threw out there Ivan Nova, a guy that, you know, we just signed this year, you know, somebody does kind of fill the rotation until like these young guys, uh, you know, come up. Uh, and so Ivanova, you know, we don't know what to expect out of him, but he pitched decent. Uh, he gave up some runs early on and uh, let's just look at the Sunday's game. Here's some highlights from Sunday's game, actually. Uh and it was pretty exciting to see the Tigers win. A game that they were not expected to win. The odds, if you were looking at Vegas odds, uh, they were like minus like 270. And I mean, for reasons. So I took a lot of guys from the that team. Whoops. Sorry about that. And uh I took some guys I'll oh, hear some highlights. Ivanova, uh Giving off an early home run to Joey Votto. Uh, Joey Votto looking good for the Reds so far in a couple days. That's good to see because he's getting paid a lot of money. Uh, Freddie Galvis also hit a couple bomb or hit a bomb, a couple runs scored. So again, they gave up early runs. They were down three to one early yesterday, and uh, it looked like the you know like the Reds were going to run away with it, you know, after two innings. Uh, but they kept in. And, uh, Freddie Galvis switch hitter. He had like 20 something home runs last year. He was not a home run hitter, but this year the ball is juiced. You can tell it's still juiced guys. I'm telling you. So, uh, we'll be talking about that when we look at, uh, uh, here's, uh, Kobe Jones hitting a two run shot to take the lead six to four. So that's when the Tigers took the lead. Miggy hit a home two run shot to take the lead four to three. Uh, Reds came back and, uh, hit, a, hit, hit, uh, hit a home run themselves. And so really exciting. Big win. Uh, A game that Cincinnati probably should have won, to be honest. But, hey, we're here one on one. And every win is big win when there's only 60 games and there's eight teams per side, right, for the playoffs. So that's really exciting. I'm hoping we get lucky, right? My hope is, like, we get lucky. We could stay around 500. Uh, then maybe bring up my – the reason they're not up right now is because we will lose – uh a year of their contracts, basically, in their prime. So that's a big, you know, teams are, unless you're like Yankees or something, unless you sign your young guys to a long contract, there's reason why you would not want to bring them up because you get an extra year. So it's all about money and long-term and value. So that's what these GMs are doing. So I get it. Uh, especially in this season you only have to wait because you typically you would have to wait like 21 games or something like that before you could bring them up. And then there's like another period uh, like closer in June or something. Uh, Cause there's like a super two arbitration. So anyways, there's reason not to bring these guys up and I get it, especially because this year, now that day is around like seven games or something. So if we could just like, if the Tigers can be competitive for the first 10 games, then we could bring these guys up and maybe we have a shot. Um, with Torkelson, I would love to see uh, Torkelson. If he could play third base this year, that would be amazing. That would just be a great bat to add up. So I'm curious to see if he can actually play third base. Because uh, right now, I'm not sold on uh, Candelario. Um, nothing against the guy, but I just haven't seen anything. He's had a shot for a little while. Um, I just don't care for him. So if Torkelson can actually play third base and hit, that would be amazing. Because Krohn's doing well and Scope's doing well. Miggy hit a home run yesterday. Uh, so if these guys could just stay hot and then you add some bat him, I doubt Riley will come up this year, but that means that'd be amazing if, uh, he got some playing time and, and also performed, right? Like that'd be, uh, his defense played out. Like we've already seen his defense. So we know he can play defensively. He's still a young guy. Still got to prove the bat. Um, but I'm excited, man. Uh, we got a lucky win. If we could somehow win, uh, another, if we could pull out another one and w- win the series tonight, um that'd be amazing so you never know uh that's why you keep playing and we we kept we just kept in the game even though like it didn't feel like we were in the game until uh we got castillo out of the game so that's the other thing right like so uh the top two pitchers we get you know top pitchers right now they're only going like so many pitches right there a lot of guys aren't going to be thrown over 100 so most of these guys will last only maybe through the sixth inning so if you get to the bullpen um you're giving yourself a chance get that ace out of there and uh, we hit, uh, especially uh, the bull uh, Iglesias, Jose Iglesias or Rossy Iglesias. I'm sorry, the closer for the Reds. Uh, he has a history of blowing saves last year, so um, you're never out of it. I think he had like he on like 14 blown saves or something. It was something I had him in fantasy. Uh, especially he does really bad if he comes in at a tie game like he did yesterday. So. I don't know why they keep doing that. Like, just don't put the guy in at that situation. He does pretty well in a safe situation. But so um, that hurts his confidence, you know. So, you know, maybe that gives us a little bit more confidence because going down 0-2, you know, that would have been bad. That'd just when you'd been a little defeated, I would have been at least. So I would, you know, this game. So now we have a sh- chance of winning the series. So uh, 60 games, less than 60 games left. The Tigers are actually still in it. Right. If we had 162 games, I don't think the Tigers would have a shot whatsoever. And we got eight teams of playoffs. So. um, Yeah, just exciting. And today, uh, today's game, we got uh, Spencer Turnbull. I'm sorry, Spencer Turnbull versus uh, Trevor Bauer. I got Trevor Bauer stats up two years ago when um, he played for Cleveland, if you guys might remember that uh, he was really, really good. He had a 2.21 ERA with a 1.09 whip. But last year, he had a 4.48 ERA and a 1.25 whip. Uh, over the last three years, a 3.68 ERA and a 1.23 whip. So that looks pretty decent. But last year was his probably his worst year out of the last three. So um, he's known to tinker with a lot of his stuff. And uh, so you don't know. Sometimes he could be he could be like the best pitcher in baseball, which we saw two years ago. Or um, he's hittable too. So and he's very vocal on uh, Twitter. If you follow him on Twitter, he's always talking trash. He's always doing stuff on Twitter. Um, interesting guy, Spencer Turnbull. Last year he pitched a full season, so his first full season. Um, he in 2018 he he started three games. Uh, last year he started 30 games with a 4-6-1 era and a 1.44 whip so uh as a rookie it wasn't bad as a 26 year old season so you know showed some promise maybe you know a little bit of luck maybe we'll see a little bit better than what we saw last year as i'm hoping for in his 27 year old uh season um it's a number three starter again if we could see how to win maybe you know i like this matchup a little bit actually um if we go to the daily lineups that i like so this is what i look at uh, to check lineups and odds. And, uh, I, so if you're checking on, uh, the podcast, I use rotowire and I go to their daily lineups and they do a pretty good job of quickly being one of the first ones to get like the starting lineup out. Cause that's important. Um, a guy, a top guy, if my truck gets set, you know, like that's a big guy that guy could change or if a pitcher last second, like yesterday, uh, the pitcher for the Yankees got pulled, or no, I'm sorry, uh, Strasburg in that game against the Yankees got pulled and Eric Fetty was starting. And I thought that was like a great chance to buy the Yankees. And I I didn't, think God. But like a lot of times like that, you know, you could get a, you can find, you know, you could find stuff like being on a lot of people, I don't think are watching the stuff up to date like I am right now. So, and I think that's the reason why I do well in the daily fantasy, so I'm not playing too much in like the the, the season-long fantasy because it just seems crazy with COVID. Like anything can happen. So, but in daily lineups, like you know who's playing and stuff like that. So, uh, I played yesterday on Saturday, and uh, I I selected a good lineup. I got what I wanted. What the best was is that I selected a bunch of Reds, but I was hoping the Tigers would still win. But my guys, I figured my guys had a good chance of doing good, including Luis Castillo, who had 11Ks which he is a high strikeout pitcher. And I know the Tigers struck out a lot last year. So, um, and then I also picked Joey Votto after seeing he had a home run versus Matt Boyd and Joey Votto has only hit one home run last year versus left-handed pitcher. So he already, you know, and he didn't, he barely hit any home runs last year. So seeing he had a home run, I selected him again and I like the matchup versus Ivan Nova, a lefty versus righty matchup. Like, so, and he's hot already. So, if keep, you know, a lot of baseball, a lot of times you just want to go with hot players. So, uh, Joey Votto had a bad season last season. So, uh, he's cheap in the daily fantasy. And I might have went with him again today. I'll, we'll go to that in a second. Um, but yeah, I think I'm because he's so cheap and he's hot. Like, so how do you turn? I might not have, though. I have some bias towards the Tigers. I do want them to do well now, you know, so I want them to win. So, let's go to the Tigers game. Uh, Cincinnati right now is minus one ninety five. When I looked a little bit earlier, actually, they were minus two hundred. So it looks like maybe the betting line actually is going towards the Tigers. And at that, I, I kind of do like I, I'm. I'm probably not going to bet on this game, but I wouldn't feel comfortable. I don't think with Cincinnati, uh, it's just. Because you don't know what Trevor Bauer you're going to get. Trevor Bauer could – that's what the gamble is. Trevor Bauer could be the ace or he could not do well, and we saw what Cincinnati's bullpen did. So, like, are they the heavy favorites? I think yesterday they were, but after seeing what their bullpen did and stuff like that. So, um, I think that gave our guys a little bit more confidence. A little bit more – you know, that little bit of momentum even, I think, changes it a little bit. So, I kind of do like the Tigers, man. I think Spencer Turnbull – uh, the thing is, though, like, I still like Cincinnati's lineup. They, they got four lefties and Freddie Galvis, who's a switch hitter. So five guys, bad and left-handed. Freddie Galvis had a home run yesterday. Um, You know, Nick Castellanos is one of the righties, and he's been hitting the ball well. Nick l too, not bad. And Kasale, he had a home run. So, uh, you know, maybe the over-under at nine runs, maybe you go over, possibly. You think, if you think... Both teams could probably score at least four runs. Maybe you go the over, right? Both pitchers have an ERA over four. So interesting game. I think we have a shot at this game. Like I, I actually, I don't think it's at the minus 195. It says, I thought yesterday, again, it was at minus 270. I thought maybe it was closer to like 240 or something like that. No, Not close enough to like where I would want to bet confident enough, but uh, I went like that, but I did select them in my fairly, uh, the daily fantasy where, I did do pretty well at it yesterday. So I'm going to go at it again today if you're interested. If you got any questions, any guys you might like or anything like that, you know, start watching. Maybe I'll do, I like doing this on Sundays too. I like all the early games, but uh, maybe I'll do a little section. If you guys have any questions or anything like that, please reach out. Follow me uh, at Steiner1921 on uh, Twitter. So, uh, let's see what else I got up here going on. Uh, Baseball, I'm just excited. Uh, It's just really exciting. Um, Everyone's basically one and one right now. There's only a few teams that are 2-0. The Cardinals, uh, the Astros are 2-0, and the Padres. I think that might be the only undefeated teams left. That's pretty quick to knock out uh, 27 teams already not being undefeated. So, even the Giants, like the Giants who were... The Dodgers were minus 420. There was a lot of upsets yesterday, guys. A lot of teams who were heavily favored that lost, including Cincinnati. Um, The Giants beat the Dodgers. Kansas City, uh, with the rookie pitcher, beat the Indians. And Mike Clevenger, like a top 10 major league pitcher, arguably maybe around top five or somewhere, around number five or something. Not top four, there's probably like a good range. That's pretty close to each other from like four to 10 and he's in or five to 10. And he's in there along with uh, his buddy, his uh, partner, Shane Bieber. The Indians got really two, really good pitchers. So Kansas city steals one from one of their aces. Tigers steal one. Uh, Washington steals one after Scherzer goes out there and loses Strasburg last minute scratch. They throw out a guy, you know, not expected. you know, you're just hoping to get lucky and they did. And, uh, or maybe, maybe it's not luck. Maybe I'm just saying that. But I had the Yankees winning that one. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Baseball was a lot of fun. We got to see a couple of games go into extra innings. So we got to see what happens, including the Kansas City and uh, Indians game. And The starter for the Indians that game, Mike Clevenger, uh, tweeted about like not liking the rule about the guy starting at second. And then Trevor Bauer, who I was just talking about former teammate, uh, basically was cut like talking trash to him, saying uh, just talking trash. They're just talking trash back and forth, talking because uh, Clevenger gave up a whole, couple home runs, it's, yeah, it was uh, so um, so guys on second base starting uh, in extra innings. Clevenger did not like that rule. Uh, Kansas City, what they did, they had to lead off inning. So I think it's almost also interesting, you know, being second uh in that so what kansas city did leading off guy on second first guy bunted the guy over to third we're talking old school small ball and then uh franco uh, a guy newly signed for kansas city hit what a pop fly to outfield and scored him in and that's how they scored a run and kansas city was not able to or or uh indians were not able to score a run with their guy on second and clementer had something to say about it so very interesting we'll see how teams Focus on, you know, is it important just to get that run in? Are you trying to get multiple runs? Uh, Going first, too, you know, compared to going, you know, going to second, right? Very interesting. That was very fun. Uh, And another team that lost yesterday, another upset was the Red Sox versus the Orioles. So the Orioles won, too. So uh, I have the Tigers, the Orioles, the Pirates, uh, the Giants probably being the four worst teams. I would say there's a 10% chance that maybe one of those four teams make the playoffs. You might include Seattle in there too. Seattle's kind of going younger and they're going to go through a rebuild too. And But they got a couple of guys that are going to be really good and uh, an outfielder named clinic and an outfielder named Julio Rodriguez, I believe. They're both like looking good in the minors. They're like top 20. They got them both for the deal that included Robinson Cano and uh, Edwin Diaz, who blew a save yesterday, uh, a home run to Marcelo Zuna. So in a game that, you know, that was a big game because that would have put... Uh the Mets up 2-0 against the Braves in the rivalry. And that division is god, that that is such a good division. The NL East and the AL East, man. There's gonna be a lot of good baseball games in those. So that's what also makes like the Tigers have a little bit of a chance, is that like our schedule compared to some of these other divisions and stuff like that, that maybe we could get lucky. If we could just hold off for like a week and a half, two weeks, and maybe bring some of these young guys up, these rookies and stuff like that, these pitchers. And then, you know, even if they go five innings or something, just, it gives us a chance. It's somewhat exciting. Like this is the best chance we've had to make the playoffs in the last five years, you know? So Mickey hit a home run. Like can Mickey be anything? Crones looking all right. Scopes looking all right. So we have the middle of the order doing all right. We just got to keep that keeps going. But you know, they went against some good pitchers and Sony Gray and Luis Castillo. So Trevor Bauer is a little bit more hittable, maybe, than those two. We'll see. We'll see what Trevor Bauer we get. But I think we, you know, we can get lucky. Let's look real quick. Uh, I wonder. Who do the Tigers got next? You know, we just gotta we can't get beat down. We can't get swept. So we haven't got swept. That's a good thing. And then we just gotta like beat Kansas city. When we play them, we really got to take advantage of that. Uh, and I'm sure Kansas the city fans are thinking the same thing about us. I've been in that situation before, uh, play like liquor park hockey and stuff. We look at the schedule and we're like, Oh yeah, we're going to beat those guys twice. And I'm sure there's a couple teams that thought they were going to beat us twice. I'll look at that later. Uh, let's talk a little Lions football real quick, Detroit lions. Is football going to happen. Football is going to be interesting. Um, baseball is a little bit different. It's a little bit easier to keep guys separated. Team teams being separated. Um, so Juan Soto became or tested positive, and they found out like right before uh, they Major League Baseball started, and uh, that was very interesting because like, did he come in contact with anybody on the team? So if they were going to test other people, like, they have to like sit out? Like, what are, what is the protocol? What are are there rules for everybody to follow? Cause how fair would that be? Like you get it because of the other team. Right. uh didn't, didn't do their due diligence and stuff. Is there a penalty for that? So that'd be interesting if there is any type of spread um, in baseball or anything like that. So there are, uh, I did see one player uh, Eduardo Rodriguez of the Red Sox was having heart conditions uh, as part of, so like, how do teammates and players deal with that too if something does happen to one of their players? Like, is that what it does? It stop. you know? Freddie Freeman uh, talked about he was really sick and he, you know, he was kind of scared and stuff like that. So, this isn't nothing to mess around with. Some people won't be affected, but it, you don't know. And so, this is going to be very interesting. Uh, or the Lions. There's talking about versatility. Uh, Agnew, uh, who was a defensive player for the Lions, is now going to move on to uh, to a wide receiver spot on the offense. So that'll be interesting. Matthew Stafford, if you remember, man, he was looking. I got to admit, I'm sometimes a, a hater of the Lions a little too much. Or I used to love them. That's the, that's the thing. I used to be a slappy. I used to be like, all right, we can do this. We can beat anybody, basically. And I don't know if I'm just – negative Nancy or a realist or whatever you want to call it. I just don't trust the organization. Like if it's going to like from the top up, if it's going to be done, it needs to be done within like the coaching level. I like Caldwell. I wonder if Caldwell would be better than Patricia. Uh, We'll see. This is Patricia's last year for me. Like if you can't do it this year, then man, I don't know. I don't have to tell you. And Matthew if Matthew Stafford's healthy, which he looks and he could be, he could be MVP. You know, he looked really good. So, um, Getting the uh, Swift DeAndre Swift, that's another offensive piece. I real man, they really missed on Hawkinson. Man, they like they could have got a top wide receiver last year or something. So we'll see. I, I'm just not sold on him. I just felt like we could have done better. Maybe he'll be all right. Um, but Stafford's a great quarterback. He really is. He he really showed it last season. We just need to keep him healthy. Uh, yeah, yeah, Flowers you know, not much else going on. You know, it's off season. They're still trying to figure out some things. I think for the NFL, um, interested to see what happens, interested to see if, um, the NFL takes the same route as major league baseball, as how it comes to the black Lives matters, uh, movement that's going on. And many of the players kneeling, uh, I've seen like ribbons, black ribbon or something being held amongst teammates, uh, People being very vocal about it, teams having meetings about it. And this isn't a sport that's more dominated by white players and Latin players. If and others, uh, no, there's a low uh black player in Major League Baseball. So NFL, that's gonna be something more about the players, right? Are gonna be a higher percentage of them gonna be African-American. So, but it seems like NFL fans are more vocal about being against uh players kneeling and uh well yesterday uh in women's women's uh, NBA uh the WNBA the teams before the anthem came on it was reported falsely at first by ESPN on Twitter that when it came on then they left uh that was not the case I don't know if that makes a difference to people or not, I guess. I think that, I think that's a little bit more respectful. Like you don't like, Oh, it comes on and then you're just like, just respecting it. And, uh, and I'll get to something else. Hopefully in a second, that was, uh, interesting to me. And, uh, but they, they did correct it later, like 12 hours later, but that's how he had his report it Cause it, what actually happened was the women left the court and then the national anthem played. And then they came back out and played, uh, basketball, in my own so teaching in Detroit, uh, at an alternative ed school, we had a very different type of school where like students kind of came in when they could make it, so there wasn't necessarily like, there was a start time, but uh, it was all online, it's self independent, so it wasn't like most kids, you know, especially because all these kids had to like take different bus systems and stuff like that. I don't know if you've ever taken the bus system in Detroit. It's not the greatest thing, and not the most reliable thing. At least it wasn't. Uh, hopefully, it's gotten better. Um, so students show up late, like they like the bus just didn't show up and stuff. You know, and sometimes I'm sure they are lying and everything like that. But anyways, they did not play the national anthem actually at the school. You know, so uh, and then I went to uh, Lincoln Park. Once I started teaching at Lincoln Park, they do play the national anthem. When I was in high school, you know, you everyone stood up and no one ever said that the only th- if i remember i think i don't know if this is true or not but you're only people that did sit were like maybe jehovah's witness and maybe i don't know i don't know if that's even true that's what i remember hearing so that could be you know a false media lie i don't even know if that's the case or not like maybe it was like one time it did happen and then it was like made a big media story out of it or something i was young but uh I also didn't have in my elementary school, it was like all white. I think there was like one kid who was half Asian, you know, something. But yeah, I don't think I've had any black kids or African-American students in my elementary schools. Now, when we got to like middle school and elementary, very few. So um, I don't know. Uh, When talking to Des earlier, he actually talked about uh, the black national anthem and how they actually in Detroit schools back in the day. Des is a little bit older than me. I'm 34. He's a little bit older than that. Uh, he looks younger than me, but it looks good. But uh, he said that they would do it, and I, I need to learn it. But he was like, It's not nothing like you know, just it's like for all people, so maybe that's something I need to educate myself on. Actually, is learning that, um, for sure. So, uh, Lincoln Park, though, teaching Lincoln Park, something that I learned uh, was that the national anthem played in the morning, first period, uh, when the first bell rings, some students stand up. And some students just sit down. Uh, None of them kneeled or anything like that. And that made me very, I was like, hmm, that's interesting for like kids to do that. And I I, I was interested because I've only been teaching at that school for about a year and a half now. I mean, it's my old school too. So again, at that time, everybody just stood up. I don't remember, you know, sometimes like kids would be like walking in the hallways or something like that. But It'd be like one or two, like now, like every, all these kids will be like the national anthems on, all these kids will be walking, and then they'd be talking to, They'll be talking during it, messing around, or something like that in the hallway. And they're already late for class, so uh, it was very interesting to me. So, I am one if you ever follow me, or you know, like I don't like people who are too powerful and uh just like what you do obey and like do what I say and stuff like that. But I am one also to like want to have like a discipline and be respectful, but I need to listen and understand too. Right. So, um, it was just, it was just like, uh, in my history class, I asked students, I was like, is there a reason why that, um, you sit down or, you know, I was just curious, like, what are your thoughts on the national anthem and stuff like that? Um, some students like spoke why, you know, why they do stand up and stuff. They have family members who might be in the army and stuff like that. And other kids, you know, just don't feel like people are being treated right. You know, like there's discrimination and stuff like that. And uh, I'm like, I hear that and stuff. So, you know, but my thing is that like, okay, like you're using, are you're using your voice to like step up to that. But like, what else can we do now? Like, that's not really doing anything can we help can we have a plan to help solve that like you're you know i want to make this place better for everyone so it's just something to think about and um it just kind of like made me interested like whoa this is pretty crazy and i get it i guess because i'm sure at one point like when did that happen because i'm sure at one point kids were doing that and then principals or people were like trying to discipline them and then they talked to the parents and maybe they're like so like at some point though it became like this is not worth it it's not worth just uh, fighting this battle. And, you know, maybe we should listen also anyway. So I I do, I think the Lincoln Park staff has done, like the leadership has done a pretty good job of trying to keep discipline, keep students, you know, on track and, you know, doing the right thing, but also listening and not just uh, do as I say, you know, they try to walk the walk and be good people and listen and think about student first, right? Um, also staff first too at the same time. But I think that's just as important, right? Like you need a good staff in order to um teach students well. And you can't just like have one or two, like it needs to be a good cohesive team that works together. And because when we have the same student, we can plan together and try to help, you know, like what is going on? Do you know what's going on and stuff like that? Like that what's that's what works best is these relationships that you have with these students. So um yeah so i just that's just my own interesting my own i don't know if it's interesting or not but uh what i've seen with students and the national anthem and the american flag and i teach world history and we try to teach it without like a bias like hey this is like because i think there's a lot of crazy stuff that's going on that we do and i you know i just we just try to put the information out there like again putting information on the like uh and comparing it to other civilizations and time periods and stuff like that, but like showing our budget on the military and how much it is. And then like the same, you know, the article also have like other countries and what they have. And then, you know, you ask students like, what, what information do you draw from this? What do you think about this? Do you think it's necessary? And, uh, again, that was, uh, Tommy Hurley, high mean, he, I work with him. He's a great, he's a good history teacher, but like something I would like to add on to is like, all right, compare that to other things that we need or like, allowing them to have, okay, you're the government and you get, a, we'll break, make it easy. You get a trillion dollars for this year's budget. And where does that money go? How much money do you want to give to everybody? And I'd be curious to see like what every student would do. Cause would they send as much money to the military industrial complex where they send as much money, you know, to the law and order stuff. Um, or would we try to give it to more community needs, mental health and stuff like that and give it, you know, those types of things I'm trying to be proactive. I think the, like I, I consider those to be proactive and then being reactive. And sometimes we have to have reactive um, things addressed, you know, things happen and then, but like some of these things could have been prevented with better education better mental health system, uh, not even just just mental health, but just that better health system in general that everybody can get access to, right? Uh, And I think social workers are very important. I've seen some social workers do amazing things, right? To, again, prevent somebody from doing something stupid. A social worker can maybe help somebody get their life together, help them find a place to live, find a job, um, resources in the community, food, stuff like that. So that's why... I think social, I've seen social workers do amazing things. So they don't make a ton of money either. Um, and a lot of people want to go into that work because they like to help people. So uh, let's like make that an area of focus of let's get our community. That's how we set up an organization within our community, give them the resources to help them be successful. Everybody. Uh, Cause you know, young people too, even sometimes they don't have a, a family to rely on, get money from, and, you know, they could use help from, you know, schools do a lot, you know. So if I think social workers are a great idea. So, again, where if you had if you were in control the budget, would you uh, allow half your budget to go to where it goes? Or would you think we could cut that? We could still like we could cut that by a third. Like Bernie's asking to cut by 10 percent. So a tenth, maybe two tenths. If we did that, we would still have over double what the next country spends in military. Like we have weapons to blow up the world. Like, what are we building? What are we, what, what are we scared of? Like we, wh- who is coming after us? Like someone could hit us up, but like we have like, they should know what the consequences would be of that. So I don't think anybody's that dumb. I hope not. Unless we antagonize and we tell, unless we may like cause them to want to attack us. Same thing. Like uh, they tried to pass uh military or, or uh, some of the Congress, try to pass to get us like out of war out of Afghanistan and Democrats and Repul- Republicans were no to that like we need to be pulling out we're spending so much money for what what are we getting out of it that's costing us that much we would be so much better off providing jobs to people right because we're going to be needing a lot of jobs so we have a lot of infrastructure needs so so what if we paid money to people to work and build our dams and our roads that we've been talking about and stuff like that you know And unfortunately our states and local governments are going to be hit hard because they're not going to be bringing in the tax revenue. So we're going to need a federal stimulus in order to like create a jobs movement in order to fix our infrastructure rather than uh, using it to fight war still in Afghanistan, when we're fighting a crisis in our own home all over. And if you haven't seen what the protests that are going on in some of these places, it's freaking nuts, uh, including uh, moms leading the way, and dads with leaf blowers, and now veterans are joining in areas like like Portland. And they're calling them riots and all this other stuff um, through media. It's just a way to like give you scare tactics and uh, want you to fear monger and uh, you know say that we need. Overextension of our government reach, basically, and a lot of Republicans talk about we want smaller government, and this is what we're worried about, scared of. So, where, what are you saying? So, you're, now you're saying it's okay that they're allowed to attack, we're allowed to use these forces, the federal government to attack people and lock them up and tear gas them and use chemical weapons against them. Nobody should be okay with that. And the, the things were dying down a little bit. This was. Now, this is a retaliation. You can't just send federal troops like in there and just like, all right, do what I say. Like, You're not our daddy. Stop trying to act like our dad, you fake macho man. So I want to enjoy baseball, and I want to enjoy these sports. But we also got to keep an eye on what's going on worldwide. I've been watching a lot of sports. I've been watching, doing both. Um, This is an exciting baseball season. Let's keep it going. We all need to do, though – the safe precaution. So we can all, you know, they're trying to send us back to school, different ideas for different places. I just don't see how that's successful. Um, I personally, nothing more than I, what I want to do is go back teaching and in, in person with students. Hang out. like, I, it's like hanging out to me a little bit. Like I'm teaching them stuff we're having discussion. We're doing projects. I'm working with people that I enjoy working with. My co-teachers are like, some of the best people I know, one of them, my old hockey coach and my old former teacher. And the other guy is a guy just similar interest, a coach. Uh, we both love history. Uh, we get along, our personality. So like, and I just, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. And uh, coaching, I, I've, I want to go coach soccer. I'm looking forward to, I think we have, I mean, I'm coaching JV, but I think both are going to have a good chance to do well in the district and the down river league. I want to go play. That's fun to me. Uh, I did play softball for the first time this year. It's been probably about a year, over a year. I can't remember the last time I played. Uh, I was needed to play. And I was hesitant to play. I'm still worried about the coronavirus, guys. And they, uh, softball players don't wear masks. So if I do go play again, I'm definitely going to wear a mask. I don't care what anybody says. Like, what? Come on, man. We're not invincible, guys. Masks do work. I know everyone's like, well, Dr. Fauci said that they didn't at one point. Okay, he did. Uh, maybe he he definitely did. Did he, Why did he do that? It might have been to try to reserve masks for people. I don't know if it was or not. I don't know if maybe he thought that for a moment, but I never personally believe. I always thought masks were a way to solve. Other countries think that, and they're wearing them. And Italy's been seeing that right from the beginning. And Italy got hit hard right away. And uh, we do have better preventative measures, but people are still dying and death rates lag two to like eight weeks behind positivity rates. So we got to be careful. Some of these areas are being really hit really hard. Basketball starts on the 30th, July 30th. And uh, you got the jazz and the Pelicans, Clippers and the Lakers, no pistons. Um, So I'm interested in how this bubble works. If anybody will, what happens if anybody does test positive in the near future or during the season? Um, Cause in baseball, you could say that, like, you know, they kept their distance or outside and stuff, but in basketball, these guys are sweating all over each other. They're on top of one another. The same thing with football, football is going to be very interesting. Cause you have guys interacting, tackling each other, that happening, breathing on each other, but also the traveling, right? They're, they're going to be traveling from to play each other basketball. They're not traveling. They're all within a bubble. So maybe that's possible. So baseball, you're outside, uh, minimum contact. Basketball, you're in a bubble, but contact. Uh and football, you're playing outside some of the times or, or most of the time. Uh there is some indoor stadiums, and uh, but you're gonna be a lot of contact and not in a bubble. So traveling from one place to another, going to airports, I'm assuming and stuff like that. So uh, what's good about the bubble is how hard Florida is being hit right now. And what happens if like a tropical, like some type of storm or hurricane comes like, then what do they do? They just like, all right, we take a pause for a few days. Like just a lot of crazy stuff. Um, so the most unknowns in sports like that I, I can ever remember, you know, maybe you worried about like a labor strike or something like that from the players, but nothing like this has happened in a long time. And my experience uh, that have put so many wild cards and variables into these seasons um but i've enjoyed baseball i've been enjoyed it's been a lot of fun a lot of close games uh again with 60 games left usually there's already got teams out and they're trying to like look to like all right let's make them trade we're trying to trade these guys and teams are asking and trying to put packages together and stuff like right now that's probably not happy i mean everyone knows a little bit of you know these GMs know have so much information now and stuff and have contact with each other. So that's why we see so many like trades and like all the time, like it used to be a lot harder to, you know, have all this information on teams, players, uh, minor league systems, you know? So like sometimes you would see like maybe some managers were more willing to work with each other than others. So with so much information now uh, teams are, a little bit easier it seems like to work out deals you know add on like a high upside lower end you know lower minor league players or something like that to sweeten the deal if they need to um so 58 games left tigers are tied to make the playoffs right now and if we could just squeak in a few and then maybe we could see some everyone's gonna be excited i was gonna go see casey mize i was hoping maybe in a toledo mudheads game this year or something before he came up Maybe everybody will take it there or something, but I thought that would be a cool little road trip uh, before he became a major league baseball player on the reg. And uh, but I'm excited to see him pitch, Matt Manning. I know there's a couple other guys too, but and Torkelson, man. So if that that would be my dream, right? And then who knows? Because like, well, because a college college ready bats have come up and had success right away in major league baseball, including like Alex Bregman uh, of the Houston Astros, he got drafted and like came up right away and, uh, was a major league hitter, you know? So, uh, I think that's very possible. Torkelson. I think he's ready to hit. I think, I mean, he can't hit worse than Condellario, right? Uh, maybe Condellario a little bit better because especially with the shifts and stuff like that, like Torkelson's supposed to be a first baseman. So you're trying to tell me all of a sudden he can play third base. That'd be, I mean, if you can, oh, that'd be amazing. Then we would have a third baseman, Right. And, yeah, it's just easier to yeah, probably replace a good hitting first baseman. Right now, Crohn's doing well. So if we could replace another good bat into batting third, amazing. You know, and the other thing is that like, okay, we would be easy to improve, right? Like we could probably like if we were in the hunt and we wanted to improve, maybe get like an outfielder or something like that, we could go get somebody that's like just a veteran, you know, not give up hardly anything and approve our team. So that's pretty cool. You know, we don't, we can approve easily. Like, like the Houston Astros, what I'm saying is like, it's going to be hard to improve their offense, right? They are what they are. But like, if we're close, we can go buy a cheap guy or something like that. If we're out, we sell our guys. Easy as that. Keep, keep help hope these guys keep playing well. And as you can see, everybody in the AL East, let's give a little bit of zoom. AL East, 1-1. Everybody in the AL Central, 1-1. Houston Astros are the only 2-0 team in the AL. NL East, everyone's 1-1. St. Louis Cardinals, the only 2-0 team in the Central, Pittsburgh's 0-2. And then the West, San Diego's 2-0, and Arizona's 0-2. Everyone else, oh, uh Dodgers and Giants have already played each other three times, so LA is 2-1. and But One team I thought that looked pretty good were the San Diego Padres. Uh, I think they benefit from the DH with being able to play play Will Myers as DH this year. And he had a a nice hit. He's looking all right. Uh, Will Myers, uh, former top prospect uh, for the Rays. uh, He has put, uh, he put like a 30, no, he wanted to put, he put a really good season a few together a few years ago, hitting home runs and stealing bases. If he could get it together, Eric Hosmer looked all right. Fernando Tatis Jr. is healthy, looking good. Uh, Tommy Pham stole a bunch of bases, looking good. Like, watch out. And they got some good pitchers. They got Chris Paddock. Danelson Lament had a good start yesterday. Garrett Richards, who they signed two years ago, offcoming getting Tommy Johns. And they gave him a decent contract because last year, he only pitched like nine innings. Like, they knew he was not going to pitch last year. So the deal that they gave him was for this year. He's pitching the third game for them. So that's going to be a very interesting uh, look. Uh, what happens there and arizona's already 0 and two. And they don't want to fall back three and out you know uh to go an 0 and three to start off especially against padres a team that they might be competing with, with one of those playoff spots uh arizona's got a decent team too they got a i like their pitcher starting today zach gallen uh so garrett richards was Zach gallen zach gallen was a rookie last year for miami got called up and then he got traded Uh, after performing very, very well to the Diamondbacks for uh, Jazz Chisholm, I believe, who's a shortstop, he'll be up shortly. He's not up right now, but he'll be up maybe later this year or next year. And uh, but Zach Allen looks really good. He was performing really good in uh, triple A. So with the baseball juice in major leagues, last year was also a time that uh, triple A was juiced balls, and so uh, with that happening, like it was, AAA pitchers were more like likely to kind of give you what the stats were going to be for Major League Baseball. So, Double A uh, was not using that same ball, and so pitchers dominated a little bit more in there. So, but Zach Galen was dominating AAA, and seeing that uh, when no other pitcher was really doing what he was doing, I went and picked him up in fantasy, and then he came up and just did the same thing pitching for Miami. And then he went to the Dodgers. Like he was a really, really good pitcher last year. So keep your eye on Zach Gallin. Uh, But yeah, so just exciting because uh, a lot of upsets yesterday. So making it 1-1, everyone's getting a chance. Again, the only teams I think that are in a group that have the lowest chance would be Seattle Mariners. Nobody in that division. Uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, Baltimore, And uh Kansas City Royals, another team in our division, which helps us, right? That they're in our division. So if we could if one team they it helps both teams because one team can beat up on the other team, uh gives them a little bit better chance. So talk baseball, talk lions, talk basketball. Uh let's look at who do I like today? Today it's Sunday. Uh, I like the Red Sox, even though it's a bad pitching matchup, but I like the Red Sox at minus one eight two uh, and I think it's a high scoring game so i I like the Red Sox and Baltimore over 11.5. and a half. 11 and a, half is a lot but uh if you look at I like to do kind of like three team parlays uh put them together and uh, put like twenty bucks on it and it can pay out you know give you a decent payout. and then sometimes you could even like take Red sox uh minus one. So you expect them to win by two so like if you wanted to to get better odds so Red Sox minus 182 or minus one you get better odds if you're more confident uh Red Sox Baltimore over 11 and a half that gives you minus 110 and then also the Astros, Seattle over 9 at minus one and 10. the reason I'm liking the overs is because so far what I'm seeing uh first of all I didn't pick anything but uh an for the late night game, I do have a Braves-Mets. I took the over 10, if you like that one, if you want to add that one on. That's at the, that's a uh, Sunday night game. But uh, I'm liking the overs because I'm liking what I see But with the ball. The ball's looking juiced. I've seen people hitting bombs. I saw Max Kepler uh, lead off his season with a home run, and it was not a barrel. Like Most home runs are barrels. There's not many home runs that aren't like, so that just means like you got, you made really good contact with it and the ball flew still. So I'm just seeing, I'm feeling like guys, what should be like fly out or the ball's flying out. So if you're looking at bets, like look at early on, look at trying to take some of these overs, I think, uh, especially when pitchers and bullpens aren't very good. So that's why I like uh, the Red Sox Baltimore, because not only are their starters not good, their bullpens aren't very good either. So, uh, again, Red Sox, I got minus 182 parlaying with the Red Sox Baltimore over eleven and a half. that would give you minus 110. And then the Astros-Seattle game over nine, minus 110. Uh, for nine runs, I just like the Astros offense. I'm hoping that they can score seven runs. Uh, I think they can. Like, I think they're just going to hit Kikuchi and then the bullpen. And so that's what I like. All right, guys. Uh, maybe sometime in the middle of the week, I'll have a guest on. I'll do more of like an interview show. Uh, and uh, just talk about some stuff, talk about life, talk about what they're doing. Um, I've been live streaming during the baseball games, talking, following my uh, fantasy picks. Uh, let's look at that real quick, actually. Um Who did I pick today? Let's go. Where did I? guys give us uh, give me your thoughts or questions uh if you're listening to the podcast make sure you go to my facebook um leave some comments and uh I'll make sure I go over it on air or I'll write back to you on there all right let's see my contest who did I pick today so today I went with one of my one of the aces if you want to look at the pictures uh oh' shoot Let's go look at a lineup real quick. But I picked Blake Snell. Blake Snell was uh, Cy Young a couple of years ago. Really good pitcher. Going against Toronto, has a good history with Toronto. Uh, Toronto strikes out a decent amount. Uh, so he's the second most expensive pitcher. I also went with the I, – I, I thought about going with Trevor Bauer, who has upside. I thought about going Zach Dallin versus San Diego, who you heard me talk about. But San, Diego, San Diego's offense is looking decent to me. So staying away from that. I also kind of like Corey Kluber versus Colorado um i really thought about that one that was not bad but i went a little bit cheaper because Corey kluber's 37 and mitch keller's 31 so uh, i'm i tried to see what i could do with mitch keller i like mitch keller last year he if you look at his stats uh you'd be like what the heck he's like a 70 ra and stuff like that but he's got the stuff and they uh they got a new pitching coach and they were kind of i think giving mitch keller the wrong information on how to use his stuff best so i think they got a different plan for him so i'm gonna take a better i'm gonna take a, a a little bit of a gamble on him i guess but i think there's high upside there he could strike some guys he's, he's got good strikeout potential and if i'm right uh i like i could look really good right here um so that's my pitching uh my hitters i went joey Votto. good i did go joey Votto. so you talked about me joey Votto, 11 dollars. i just feel like um he's hitting well right now and uh, that's a cheap guy to get uh, I always look for like guys. I really, if I see if anyone cheap guys I like, uh, and then I'll yeah. So that's what I did. I also want uh, Christian Vasquez, so the the catcher for Boston. I want the few Boston hitters because again, both I, I feel like that's gonna be a high scoring game. <laughs> Excuse me. And uh, Christian Vaca- Vasquez had a pretty good year last year and uh, is looking off already to a good start this year. So I just gotta keep an eye and make sure that he is starting. Uh before game start. So I got a little bit of time. Hopefully, I remember to do that. Again, Joey Vado, uh, Brandon Lau. Uh, so this is second baseman for the Rays. He was having a pretty good year last year. He's underrated. I feel like a lot of times Rays are underrated. Uh, going against Toronto, who has a rookie pitcher in, but not their best one, not Nate Pearson. They're going uh, I forgot what the guy's name is. Uh, but he's looking like just he's trying to hold the spot again for Nate Pearson. They're I think Toronto is doing the same thing as we were doing with Casey Myers. You got to hold them out for a little bit. Uh, so this guy's not expected to be very good. Uh and you know, any any pitcher can come in and have a good day, feeling good and get lucky. There's maybe not enough video footage on him and stuff, but I am gonna I'm gonna bet on the race. Uh, I trust that organization. So for $11, bucks, I'm gonna take Brandon Lau, who had a nice hit yesterday, who's bat second. And I'm also gonna take Yandi Diaz, who's bat third in the lineup today, uh, at $14. So a lot of good third baseman to choose from. Again, I'm hoping Tampa Bay scores a decent amount of runs and uh, get get on this rookie pitcher, and then, they, and then they get into the bullpen and keep scoring. Uh, I took Francisco Lindor, uh, who hasn't done well lately, but I, I believe in this guy. Uh, Kansas City, I've forgotten who they're throwing, but again, it wasn't somebody. It was like one of the lower-end guys, and I expect Kansas City to score some runs, and I expect Lindor to have a big game. Same thing, J.D.'s been hot. Playing against Baltimore. So you'll see, I won with two uh, Boston. I, and I did this yesterday, too. I got both these guys yesterday. And they did well for me. Uh, you'll see one of the things I'm probably going to do is always, like, Baltimore gives up a lot of home runs and stuff. Their pitching staff's not good. So even Michael Givens, like, had, like, nine, I think, home runs in the ninth inning given up or something, which is a lot for a closer. Uh, besides Rossio Iglesias and Edwin Diaz. Anyways, uh, J.D. Martinez and Jackie Bradley went – with those guys again uh, against Baltimore. And then George Springer had a home run yesterday. And you heard me talk about how I like Houston. Uh getting some runs. George Springer leads off. He's looking good. I think he's seen the ball well. And I wouldn't be surprised if he hits another home run today. So those are the guys I like. I uh I, I think I've put in like 25 bucks so far, $24. Maybe I'll go pick another one or two. Uh all right, guys. Today's a little bit shorter. Uh, Again, just I might be do some more stuff throughout the week. Uh, Maybe I'll do another podcast episode, or maybe I'll just keep my do my live streaming stuff. But if you have any betting questions or daily, if you want to get into daily fantasy baseball, hit me up on Twitter uh, or hit me, email me at steiner s t i n e r one nine two one at gmail. You can email me. And uh, all right, guys, I'll see you later. Go Tigers.